Hello, everybody. Hi. Good evening. It's or loves- hello. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> well, I say good evening because we're recording in the evening, but someone might be listening in the morning. That's true. So that would be like jarring, maybe. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. I don't Sorry know for- what time of day it is for you all. Sorry for jarring you. Let's try it again. <laughs> um, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Love Songs, the podcast where you hear banter like that as Yoni and Laura, also known as Fine Fine Whatever, whatever, bring you two more love songs that we are listening to on Love Songs, the podcast. <laughs> oh, what's cracking, everybody? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what we should have said at the beginning. What is cracking, all um, of you? How you doing tonight? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. How was your day? Well, the kids were fun today. What was fun about them? Um, I don't know. Little one just like showing me a lot of love. He's excited I'm home on summer break, I think. So You're his favorite person in the world. Well, that's what he says. It's also true. It's been <laughs> true since he was a tiny baby. <laughs> he was being really nice to me. And then at bedtime, we've been playing a lot of baseball. And then it was like, you know, bedtime. And he was like, wait, we didn't play baseball today. And I was like, really? We didn't? So, okay. Ran outside in his little <laughs> underpants, really? and I was like, "Just okay, two two home runs." And I threw him the ball, and he got two home runs, and we went back inside. He felt better. Yeah, I was okay. like, I'm not, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no." Yeah, you need two home runs before bed. Well, because it was too hot all day. It was 95 degrees all day, and it yeah, was finally too like hot. too hot for baseball. Nice, cool 89 at bedtime. So underpants home runs. Oh, you said it, Laura. <laughs> And for the record, what you said was underpants home runs. <laughs> I like yep. that. All right. Um, anyway, uh, we uh, we you want to talk about that Black Mirror episode that oh, Paulette mentioned yes. on Facebook? So, so uh, yeah, on our last, as we posted episode 22, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, um, our friend and loyal listener, Paulette, um, commented that it made her think about an uh, episode four from season. Well, I think she said that after episode one of season two. Oh yeah, you're right. I think. Anyway, so she mentioned. I think it was season episode four. Hang of, the DJ. Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ. Uh huh. <laughs> How can you say that without singing it? I I I almost was singing the next line, but I I didn't. <laughs> you mean that again? Hang the DJ. Hang the oh DJ. yeah, that yeah, part. That <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, too bad you didn't. Oh, but you did, so it's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, so yeah, we watched that after um, Paul's recommendation. Sorry, we were talking over a lot of things at once. This is Black Mirror that we're talking about. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. The most recent season, which I think is three. I don't know. Four. Anyway. Um, There's this cool idea in it of basically um, that... Uh, well, don't say anything. No, but- I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's like... A, Black Mirror is often a sort of technological thing that we've got going on dialed up a notch sure. to um, some sort of hyper version of it in the future oh, and it how it alters the way that we're that. relating to each other. So there was one a while ago that was like sort of about Facebook, but instead we had it all implanted in our brains, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, this yeah. one was um, about a dating app, sort of, yeah. um, that's dialed way, 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 way up. Yeah. And there's a theme in it, of which is what Paulette uh, wrote about on our Facebook page. That has to do with the question that we were talking about in episode one of whether or not it matters. I think maybe we talked about it in both episodes. How much it matters if you know that a relationship is short-lived, is that less important? Um, And if it didn't end up becoming your forever love does that make it less meaningful just mm-hmm. do, do really deep true loves sort of run a course and then end or does mm-hmm. that mean they weren't really deep true loves there was also something about the effect of previous you know failed relationships for lack of a better word on the one that you want to last mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. or, or or you know the effect of previous relationships on the next relationship and also on the effect of how you engage in your present moment in the relationship with yourself or with your partner um if you know you're committed right for a long time right right, what right. Sort of, how it's compromises you make or how you think about things or what you choose to say or not say if you're trying to think about longevity or right. how if long you kind of feel like you're to... stuck in something yeah 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 it was great um 
Yeah, it reminded me about that last season of Black Mirror, which I haven't watched yet. So yeah, I want to do that. Thank you for the recommendation. It was really we both enjoyed watching it, and we've been talking about it all week. So thank you, Paulette. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might inform some things we say tonight. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about my song and how it kind of relates to it. But um, I don't know. Should we do my song first? Do you want to do let's yours? Do your song first, okay, yo. Okay, let's do my song. Let's do. I mean, because okay. we're talking about I it already. I just mentioned it. So let's talk. Let's about just do it. it. <laughs> Do you guys want us to stop using that voice? It's probably so annoying. I don't think they do. I think it's, I think they kind of, I mean, I'm cringing and I'm in the room with you and it's not like, well, it is all up in my ear. It's totally up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry. Um, Natalie Press has a new album um, called like the present and the future or something. Um, I guess I should know that. Um, I loved Natalie Press's debut album from a couple of years ago i listened to it all the time and um she's this kind of um she's a singer songwriter and a producer too i think she produced a lot of this one i think is she also british i feel like we keep playing british artists no no i would be very surprised if she were british okay but now i have to check let's find out (laughs) i'm pretty sure she's not is she canadian um i don't i don't know (laughs) maybe she's from oklahoma she could be Okay, <laughs> you guys, welcome to the Wikipedia Hour, where we look up things on Wikipedia and tell you about them in real time. Oh. She's from Canada? No, she's from Virginia, though. Yeah. I feel like I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> if you could tell she's from Virginia, you would have picked somewhere closer than... Oh, see, Laura, it's not sure that Oklahoma doesn't border Virginia, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm not good at math. <laughs> This is old information. <laughs> that is. Hey, if you didn't listen to season one, you, we'll catch you up. Laura's not good at maps. Did we cover that in season one? Really? That's like know. season one of our relationship that we <laughs> discovered. That oh. <laughs> I wasn't good at maps and you were horrified. <laughs> okay. Natalie Press of Virginia. Um, her debut album was from 2015. This one is called The Future in the Past. I was right. And um, it just came out a couple weeks ago. She was born in Ohio, by the way. Okay. That changes everything. It does. Um, She... (laughs) You silly person. (laughs) I just think it's important. Um, I I just love her. She's got this, like, old school, very 70s-ish kind of vibe to her. um, Kind of loungy. A lot of kind of almost disco-y stuff. um, And, like, this kind of style of music that most people don't try to recreate. Um, Kind of cheesy sounding for some people. But anyway, I like her songwriting. I like the sound. I think she's hooked up with... She reminds me of Matthew E. White. And I think they're even kind of maybe are on the same label or some... I don't know. I don't know all that stuff. But... They're connected and they remind me of each other. What mood do you like listening to this music in? Like, it's not driving home from work with a Coke music. Mm. <laughs> and is it like doing dishes music? Is it like making coffee in the morning music? Is it... Uh, I think I think it could work for either of those things. I think okay. I've, I've used it for either of those two tasks. Okay, good. Um, no, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of groovy, kind of, kind of, you know, pretty pretty mellow. Um, but uh, anyway, let's listen to it. The song that I keep listening to is called Lost. Um, I think it was a single. Anyway, um, it's not a very, it's not one of those traditional love songs. This one is definitely um, kind of feels like about getting out of something. Um uh let's let's listen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Turn up the fader. It's like a lightning ball. Really the chorus of the song that I can't get enough of. So good. Okay. I wanna know why. Once there was a time when you and me hypnotized, you realized that your fingerprints were on my phone. <laughs> you asked me what kind of mood I'm in, I was almost said like kind of shoulder shimmying mood and then as soon as it started you started shimming your shoulders because that's what this that's what she does it makes you kind of like like that i mean what i want to know is when do you feel like shoulder shimmying
Okay, come on now. It's like the best chorus ever, right? Uh, yes. No, I, I may. <laughs> she said no. I love I it's the best ever. <laughs> it's not the best ever, but love that chorus. Accepted another another chorus or two on the end. You would have enjoyed hearing that a few more times. Yeah, I could I could use another one. What What do you like so much about that Whoa. chorus? It's got it's the kind of thing where you're singing along and you you clench both your both your fists, and you you know like really belt it out you know from your chest. There's some okay. There's something in. There's I'm, try, some, I'm just picturing you doing that uh, in the shower. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> please <laughs> this is a family show <laughs> um, um yeah you're not really a shower singer anyway <laughs> no um no there's just that that you know there's less words in the chorus that's slower mm-hmm. um it does that thing where she's just got the word lost and cost and you know there's I'm sure we'll talk about that and what she means by at what cost uh, it is to her to get lost in the love. So that line is plenty rich, you know, for repeating over and over again and feeling like there's something to it. Mm-hmm. And and musically, uh, I don't know, I love that, like I said, that uh, it's this kind of anthemic but also really sad, you know, crying out feel uh, to it. I don't know. I'm not explaining that well. I just love the way the chorus sounds. Yeah. Well, I think the the idea in the chorus, and I hear the simplicity of it, um, and what feels a little bit clever about the rhyme. Um, we we live in a neighborhood where sometimes there's some drag racing that happens. Well, people on their earbuds might not have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> they might have. Um, someone's going fast somewhere tonight. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I'm curious what you like so much about it because I don't really like her sound that much. Um, but I do think that the lyrics in this song are pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. So for some reason, just as, while we're talking about the sound, yeah, like I said, it's this kind of loungy, mm-hmm. you know, late 70s, early 80s sound that she's super into um, that I just, I don't know. I, I I don't listen to a lot of things that sound like that, but mm-hmm. I love her sound i think it sounds really good mm-hmm. um and there's something kind of nostalgic about it it sounds you know she's not trying to you know reinvent anything she's not like using a bunch of new instruments and weird auto-tune stuff like on you know bony Vare last mm-hmm. time that we listened to and stuff like that it's pretty straightforward straight ahead she has a beautiful voice she's a beautiful she's voice just showcasing it for uh, sure yeah on that chorus she gets to really showcase the quality of it mm-hmm. you know you hear it um and it feels like it's personal songwriting that touches a chord and is mm-hmm. kind of abstract enough that people can get. And and really, there's like all this warmth and texture to mm-hmm. the whole production of, of both of her albums that I really love. 
So the the theme of getting lost sure. in love, yeah. um, and the the theme of being in a relationship where you're you keep getting pulled back in, even though you're not being treated very well, um, and I think the experience of feeling so overwhelmed by somebody that you end up finding yourself doing something um, or letting someone do something to you. Uh, like making choices you didn't think you'd make, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's all really interesting stuff that I feel like is a big part of what you see in relationship plots on TV and in movies and yeah. in your friends' lives. And, I, and, and what's <laughs> cool about this chorus is in those, you know, those two lines, oh, I got lost when I'm with you, but at what cost? At what cost do I let you do what you do? That's the chorus. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard the song, I thought it was a nice love song. I got lost with you. Like, well, so that's I an lose interesting myself. idea too. When you're just listening to a song and you you really only notice the chorus yes. and the rest of it's just sort of musical pretty sounds in yeah. the background yeah. while you're doing dishes or whatever. And you only relate to the song based on the chorus. And that's when you fell for the song and started to like it. And that yes. part would be catchy for you and why you'd want to hear it again because you liked that chorus. Right. Because I was thinking of the positive associations of losing yourself, losing your, you know, sense of your hangups and your anxieties and just, you know, the feeling of being lost in, in joy and bliss, mm. you know, and you feel like I get lost when I'm with you. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember where I am. I'm just mm-hmm. with you. I'm in. It's blissful. Um, that's. <laughs> she's smiling at me I think he's talking about me I think she likes me <laughs> uh, anyway and then you, you look at the rest of the lyrics um, like her second verse for example says though all the scars are healing you're always biting back mm-hmm. you know the struggle's real when I lie down mm-hmm. then you attack right then you realize it's just a pretty crap relationship yeah I watch myself sinking you're the star and I'm the cast um, you know and earlier she says you had me hypnotized um uh, we can't be saved. I keep falling into every lie. Mm-hmm. Getting pulled right back when I say goodbye. So yeah. that, that's the pre-chorus. So there it's clear if, if I were paying attention the first mm-hmm. time I listened to it, um, that the getting lost is, is not positive. Well, but wait. <laughs> okay. Because the getting lost must feel positive. Otherwise, right. all the rest of the stuff doesn't end up. I think that's what makes all the compromised decisions and the, you know, I've talk to many people who are confused about why they continue to devalue themselves in a relationship um for people who maybe don't know this i am a couples therapist and an individual therapist and i feel like we talk a lot about relationships um when i'm talking to my clients um and you know i I sit with a lot of people who are reflecting on why they keep going back to a situation um, where something keeps hurting, where someone keeps treating them in a way that they don't feel like they deserve. And sometimes that is someone working on their own self-worth, but often it's, there's something about the pull and that experience of feeling lost and in love, you know, you get overwhelmed by that feeling and there's something that's joyful about it. Um, There's something that feels, you feel a surge of connection maybe you feel someone's attention you feel like you're special to somebody um and maybe there are some really good parts about it but the person's not healthy enough to yeah. love you in a good way or there's dynamics that right. aren't healthy or whatever um and if you don't really love yourself that much then being lost from that will feel good just because it's better than mm-hmm. your own right you're of, out of yourself and in yeah. something else yeah sure right that's true too yeah, so I think, like, I get lost. Because I like the way it's, I get lost, and then, what's the, read it to me. The chorus? Yeah. Oh, I get lost, I get lost when I'm with you, but at what cost, at what cost do I let you do it? Right, so there's a twist emotionally when you listen to it. Oh, I get lost, and uh-huh. that sounds nice. I get lost when I'm with you. Oh, that sounds even nicer, but at what cost? But. Ooh, burn, right? Shift. Um, shift. And even when it's all good, right, um, there can be a cost. Sure just because of the trade-offs in the rest of your life or whatever, right? We've talked about this. Sure. Um, but then she makes it even darker by saying, but at what cost um, do, do I, I let, let you, you do, do what, what you do? do yeah. Right? Then it gets darker and darker yeah. of, yeah. I let you treat me really badly. I let you yeah. lie to me. I let you whatever. All yeah. the things that might be happening in a not-so-great relationship to abusive relationship right. potentially in what she's talking about. Yeah. 
and I, I, you know, so I also just figuring that out kind of now. I mean, I looked at the lyrics a little bit more closely earlier today, so. But I also just appreciate that kind of songwriting about that kind of relationship in a way that doesn't feel like a preachy lesson mm-hmm. type of, uh, you know, um, we've talked about that not on this show, I think, that much. But, you know, when lyrics are trying to be very positive and, you know, coming from the right place of mm-hmm. trying to um, teach a valuable lesson to kids or something. But if it feels too pedantic. Um, oh, yeah, that generally turns both of us yeah, off. Yeah. Too on the nose, too direct. Yeah. Um, um, so this is... There a, was, what was that quote? There was that quote that um, I found in one of my texts uh, for school. Um, it says, truth, like love and sleep, resents approaches that are too intense. That's by W.H. Auden. Oh, I love Auden. Say yeah, it again. Sure. Truth, like love and sleep, resents approaches that are too intense. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I, I shared it with you because I feel like this is a thing about writing and songwriting yeah. that we both uh, tend to agree on just sort of stylistically, that we often like something that is a little bit more metaphorical or comes at something slightly from the side <laughs> instead of so direct. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know what that's about, but I read this quote and I was like, oh, maybe it's that. <laughs> <laughs> so especially, um, I'm especially uh, appreciative of that given what she said about this song in an interview now. Um, I'm looking at Genius uh, for the first time here and um, they have something here from, I think, an interview she did with Consequence of Sound where she said, loss is about putting your foot down in a relationship when enough is enough. Mm. It's the journey of getting engulfed in another person's energy, good mm. and bad. Mm-hmm. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately understanding the other person is out to hurt you and not there to love you back. Mm. Yeah. And then she said, this one, this one goes with the Me Too movement. I really didn't want that song to be on the record. I didn't want to give the person it's about any kind of ammo against me. Mm. And then she goes on to talk about how hard the Me Too movement um has been on her and how painful to remember things that have happened mm-hmm. um, but how grateful she is for it and how there's this language and support for it and people were just like you have to deal and move on and anyway then she says it's nice to know that there's brave women out there and they're telling their stories I'm a pretty private person but I think it's important to have solidarity with people who have had experiences like myself mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's the first song about that mm-hmm. I mean that's part of I think what I'm trying even though i didn't know all that background before when you hear that chorus and she belts it out Mm -hmm. and it's it's mournful Mm -hmm. but it's also breaking away from it Mm -hmm. you know because you can tell that she's reached that breaking point and she realizes this is not worth it at what cost do i let you do what you do and you can tell she's mad at herself Mm -hmm. but she's like pulling that's it that the the way she sings that I get lost at what cost. It feels like, you know, pulling herself out of a trap, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, my God. Right. Well, and she says, every time I try to say goodbye, I end up coming back. Yeah. And then what was the part you liked? I can't keep loving you. Mm -hmm. I just really like the way that part sounds. Um, And she, you know, she repeats it. It's like her going through her own mental process of trying to walk away and psyching herself up for it. Uh, And then getting to sort of the conclusion of I can't keep loving you. I can't keep loving you. It's not good for me. Can't keep loving you. I can't keep loving you. such a like that's a really sad thing because the reality is like she is loving him you know um and that's an involuntary act you know or an involuntary experience and the act of making yourself try to not love someone that you love is painful Mm. and there's good reason for her to pull that back, right? Because she's putting her energy into something that's hurting her, mm-hmm. right? She's loving something that's hurting her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's, I think, a conflict that people end up in all the time. Yeah. Um, I was just reading an article today about relationships because I do that. Um, and it was saying, like, it's sort of debating or talking about how you can tell if it's uh, the kind of relationship you should stay in or leave. Um, and it was saying, if you find the relationship energizing when you're in it, that's good. And mm-hmm. if you find it overwhelming, that that's a, a flag, mm-hmm. right? Which, and I think there's a lot of reasons that, especially in the initial parts of a relationship, um, even a great one, right? It's it's like good if it's overwhelming, yeah. right? But at the same time, what does that mean? Um, and is that sustainable? And what's overwhelming about it? Um, you know, um, and this feels like she's talking about something that's really torturing and confusing and painful and that she feels trapped in but it feels like she's like i said you know cutting untrapping herself yeah and even if it means you know if it's a bear trap and she has to cut off her leg to get out she's doing it yeah which i think it feels like that for a lot of people to extract themselves from uh especially an abusive relationship you know oof so that's a song about love it is a song about love which makes it a love song and you talked a little bit when we were talking before we recorded about it being about loving yourself enough. Right. Cause well, that's, the, you know, at what cost, you know, it, it, there's a cost if yourself is getting hurt. So mm-hmm. by even asking the question at what cost, that's implying the value that you put on yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that the value of yourself is higher than the thrill of, you know, being with the person or the feeling of it, then that's like, yeah, that felt like a love song to yourself. Mm-hmm. Not quite Megan Trainer territory, but close. <laughs> well, and I just had the thought of if you aren't loving yourself while you're in a relationship with somebody else, are you able to really love them very well? I don't think so. If you can't love yourself while in a relationship with somebody else, if you aren't loving yourself, if you aren't loving yourself while in, yeah, are you well, able to really love the other person well? Mm, yeah, no. You don't think so. I don't think so. No, because it's got to be. <laughs> I was just imagining, you know, those commercials for like Motrin or like back okay. medicine or okay. like uh, Keep those going. patches you put like Icy Hot or uh-huh. whatever. And they showed like the cold and the hot arrows uh-huh. like moving back and forth yeah. on, the, on your body. Okay. <laughs> T- tie it together. <laughs> uh, the good kind of loving relationship has okay. got arrows, you know, uh, going, going back ways. and forth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like some diagram of the water cycle, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's time for Laura's song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As we were talking about the Natalie Press song, I was thinking of some of the things that I think about when. I hear this song, which is by an artist named Lola Marsh, uh, and her song is called You're Mine. I like how this song starts a lot. I also really like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. This is also about me, isn't it? Yeah. Damn it. But listen to the rest. No, that's the only line I've ever heard because it's about me. You're beside me breathing so loud. I get it. I'm sorry. Listen to the song. It's a really sticky melody. Yeah. Mm. 
I like picturing her rolling her eyes when she sings that. <laughs> and she says it once quietly, and then he doesn't stop. And so she, she just, just gets, gets up on her knees, and she's like, You're still breathing so loud. <laughs> she probably swiftly kicks him, too. <laughs> oh. those little sounds it's a real head nodder really good groove so while that was playing we looked up some facts about Lola Marsh Lola Marsh is not a person that's not her <laughs> name it's the name of the band Laura hates when that happens to her it happened <laughs> last, last week with Joyce Manor yeah who <laughs> I thought was Joyce Manor <laughs> I'm not a, a music uh, aficionado mm. I have a podcast but I don't know very much <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot about love and relationships yeah um, but yeah they're Israeli Tel Aviv. And their names are Yael and Gil. It's a cool line. Suddenly I look at you and all the mirrors vanish from my mind. Uh huh. We're going to talk about that, aren't we? We are. <laughs> Never realized she was saying that. You played this song a lot. Yeah, we just hear that one other line. <laughs> <laughs> the one about breathing so loudly? So loud. <laughs> Laura, oh is a highly, Laura is a highly sensitive person. <laughs> I am not an abnormally loud breather. Yeah, but when you're sleeping. <laughs> hey. I really like all of that clapping and whatever that guitar line is that's happening there yeah i think it's on a bass oh, it sounds really good a little more clapping at the end yes yeah. <laughs> real nice um it's a lot of clapping it's it a pretty bold move to be clapping, clapping on one of those the eighth notes or whatever yeah and clapping um, doesn't usually sound cool not that much clapping not that much clapping doesn't <laughs> usually sound cool but um I, i'm into it yeah i'm into it especially because clapping on beatles records you know you and I have different opinions on the Beatles, but um, yes, they invented cool. I got it. And clapping. <laughs> no one clapped before the Beatles. No, John Lennon was the first one to do it. <laughs> Put his hands together really quickly and everyone was like, what was that, John? <laughs> what do you call it? I call it clapping. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Oh, no. We turned a corner, uh, folks. Uh, so bad. <laughs> Sorry to all people. All people. You don't need anyway. to apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this uh, "Your Mind" from a 2016 EP from Lola Marsh um, is a good song. <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, what I was going to say before you told me that the Beatles invented clapping <laughs> was that I like how the first line of this song, Sunday morning, I wake up. That is a great first line to a song. It's such a sense of mm. place and uh, emotion and, and experience that I think everyone has some association with. And it's interesting what there is about that. Like the idea of a Sunday morning or a Sunday drive or that song, Easy Like Sunday Morning. Um, there's just sort of a feel of... I should have picked that. <laughs> that would have been a <laughs> of, great pairing. Of waking up Sunday morning and what that means. Usually it's yeah. like, you know, you have time, you get to sleep in, um, you know, <laughs> if you don't have kids, but whatever. Um, and And so there's like this feel of this is the time I get to relax and ideally if I have someone that I share bed with, right? Connect with this person. We have the day together, right? That's the idea. Um, and she's clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly. She's like, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. I never thought of it that way. 
so it feels very jarring in this sort of peaceful <laughs> thing um, where all of a sudden you're um there's like amphetamines running through your system <laughs> um but also she's singing in this sort of slow lazy uh yeah on the first verse and then she goes up an octave for the next one right because she's awake <laughs> <laughs> Um, the other thing she says is the walls in that verse, because there's only like one verse and one chorus in mm-hmm. the song. Um, the wall is empty and so flat. The world around me is too large. Mm-hmm. But suddenly I look at you and all the mirrors in my mind. All the mirrors. What is it? Well, before that, and I know that I'm slow in the morning and I fall into a hole without an end. Uh-huh. Till suddenly I look at you and all the mirrors vanish from my mind. Yep. Yeah, I never... Uh, Never thought that was what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at you and all the... Yeah, that's lovely. So mm-hmm. I have... Um, for me, thinking about what you love about that song, now that I'm looking at those lyrics... Yeah. Lori <laughs> <laughs> just gave me like a double, uh, you know, hand motion, like, like bring it, drop, <laughs> drop the knowledge, see what you got. I'm ready. <laughs> um, you... Uh, uh, it's. I think you connect to the idea of how uh, loud you breathe. <laughs> well, obviously, and the kicking. Did she sing about kicking, or was that just you imagining her kicking? I just think that's probably what Cla- she does. Yeah, each of those claps is actually a swift kick to the shin. Um, he snores, guys. He snores. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, uh, the, I think aside from that really profound uh, <laughs> connection to the lyrics, you um, connect to the idea of getting lost in yourself. Yes. Falling down a hole. Yes. And appreciating that somebody else yes. can get you out of yourself. Yes. Out of your head. There it is. And so if there's mirrors in your mind, obviously, mm-hmm. that you're looking at your own things and your own funhouse mirrors mm-hmm. where a warped um, sense of And I am self. lost in there all the time. Yeah. Um. And you look at somebody else, even though they're breathing so loudly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It's a grammatical problem. <laughs> you only um, finds an English teacher, everyone. Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. Um, that, uh, I don't know. What did she say? Well, I mean, I'll tell you what I think about. Would you like to know? I would. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, so first of all, I think... Maybe more than any other song that we've ever talked about on this podcast, this song to me feels like it encapsulates something I really deeply connect to about being in a long-term committed relationship. With me. With you. You're the one. (laughs) But I think in in general, the idea of sort of what's special about that kind of feel, and we've been together for 15 years now. Um, I think that's right. Um, and I think there's something about the fact that she's sort of complaining about how loud he breathes. Um, and I feel like I read a bunch of, uh, you know, best tweets about marriage from the week. And they're always about like, marriage is fun. If you like having phone calls about which one of you forgot to close the refrigerator door, um, or something like that. Um, and it's talking about the mundaneness of sharing day-to-day life, um, and how, um, sort of dull that kind of thing is and how you sort of start to get sick of each other and to the point of you know um being so annoyed by someone else's breathing right um function of them being alive right i actually think that's one of the tweets i've read is marriage is fun if you want to be told that you breathe too loud (laughs) um yoni fine is a perfectly normal breather he's just sometimes very close to my ear and also breathing (laughs) don't always want that (laughs) So, yeah, I sometimes I'm very close to your ear. And also breathing. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that's the part that like she's not saying it in a loving way. She sounds annoyed, right? Yeah. But she's also that really pause loving after so, the so fact so Yeah. Wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she's She's recognizing I'm so lucky that I have this person that, I mean, I think about this, I was doing laundry for the family today, um, and... Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, you know, we have two boys, and I'm 
folding everyone's underwear and like doing lugging the load up from downstairs and and I was thinking about listening to someone earlier in the day complaining about doing laundry um and I do not mean to sound super virtuous or amazing right now but I was having this moment where I was thinking like about how lucky and grateful I was that I had these other people that I live with and that I get to share space with and that I share this sort of mundaneness of life with, including washing your clothes. <laughs> and um, and there's that part of recognizing there's something really amazing that I have someone that's so close that we share these intimate things um, and that I can be even irritated by your existence and also I still want you to be here with me you know um in fact like I'm glad there's something about it's like passing to the other side of infatuation and um falling in love of being in a whole other space where we just we can be annoyed with each other and you can be like too hot um to lie down next to and I have to go sleep on the couch because this happens a lot in the summer (laughs) and it's not a it doesn't make me feel scared or insecure about us um it's just like a thing um also it was just with like I don't know it's something we've gotten better at over the years when we're bugging each other and like in bad moods or something we've gotten i think to a place where we're aware like we know what all those things are right and so it's not really about us it's just like oh (laughs) doing that here we are doing that thing and it's like all right cool just i need to take a walk or we need to stop talking right now or whatever so we you just kind of know how to um joke about it in a way that reminds you again that thing that you mentioned about i'm glad i know somebody that well right you know and obviously there's gonna be things about you that drive me crazy but Right. So that's one idea in the song that I I like. I have a few little sort of bookmarks, right? So there's that idea that I think is an interesting one. I could probably talk more about it, but I like that. Um, I also like, or there's something I think that's interesting in the song about the title of the song, You're Mine. Um, And what she means by that. And I have some conflict about that because I I generally don't feel that enthusiastic about um, possessiveness in love um, and I just, uh, I, I grew up in a home where I was controlled a lot, right? So um, the idea of love meaning that you belong to somebody. And at the same time, there's something really lovely about belonging to somebody. Yeah. Um, and so, but I feel like that idea can be really twisted sort of in the way that Natalie Press is maybe talking about in the other song of um, someone being yours um, in a way that does not feel good. Mm-hmm. Um but she's saying, like, for me, there's a way in which I can say you're mine and I can really love that and feel good about it. And also you're yours <laughs> and you're, you know, you belong to everyone who loves you um, in a different kind of way. Right. So it, for me, it's like possessive while also I have a way of thinking about it that can also be freeing. But <laughs> something's chiming in the background. <laughs> um, anyway, um our computer needs an update is that what it's saying (laughs) whatever (laughs) um so that's another thing that i find interesting that she's saying that i could talk more about but also what you were referencing that you picked out of understanding what i probably really like about this song um because I have this experience and I think it really does sort of happen when I wake up in the morning and I am kind of slow to wake up and you always get up and make me coffee and I drink it in bed um which is a really nice thing that you do um and I'm sort of slow to get up and get going and feel ready to engage with everyone else in the household um <laughs> and once you, you start yelling <laughs> yeah because Monday morning I wake up <laughs> yeah I mean I really relate to this song in a lot of ways um but I don't know. I was thinking about this today. Um, There's a lot of things I think about being engaged in family life, domestic life, being a parent um, that are hard across the board in general, but also like really hard if you grew up in a home where you didn't have a good family life. Um, And sometimes there's something I've I've read a lot of stuff about it. I certainly have my own personal experience about um, what can be, you sort of have no choice but to revisit your own trauma and your own experience in order to engage in the present family that you're in, you know? Um, 
and there's sometimes there's just like being in a family in our family on a normal weekend morning where the kids are just playing and we're just having a nice morning where that I feel simultaneously so grateful and so blessed and so lucky and so sort of on one level excited to spend that morning with my family and also simultaneously so sad and stuck in some old stuff that I have to sort of weed myself through weed through wade through pull out the weeds um, <laughs> in order to feel like I can engage. And and, and sometimes that's yeah. like every day, right? And what I was thinking about was like, suddenly I look at you and it's not always this clean and pretty, but sometimes it is where I feel a sense of clarity and I feel some peace and I feel like even if I'm kind of messy, you're, you've got it, you know? Um, or like I understand that it all fits yeah. or it feels okay. I feel just sort of soothed. I feel taken care of. I feel less lost in my head and my stuff and I feel more present and more anchored. Um, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, but um, I like to imagine that if Yoni Fine were a superhero, he would have the superhero power of gravity. <laughs> And I'm still working out what that would look like in actual superhero form. And I think we have some listeners who might have some thoughts on this, and I would love to hear them. But for me, it's it's this. It's that feeling of suddenly I look at you and all the mirrors in my mind vanish. Um, and I feel pulled into a place where I feel like I belong. Um, and it's because I feel like I belong with you. And I never really had that like experience in the world before you. Um that in a way that felt good, you know? So that's why I like this song. <laughs> you said a really a lot of a lot of really nice things. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> I appreciate you being um, them. <laughs> well man. That's that that's that's a good love song. I think it is. And I also really like how instead of our trying to articulate all those good things it just says the mirrors vanish, and then the chorus is oh 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 oh. Like that's just the most head bopping. Like you know, okay, Sunday morning. Now everything is peachy. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, the the lyrics are pretty simple, and it is sort of uh, it's called uh, it's in the genre of dream pop, and it's not the first time that the internet has told me that a song I like is dream pop. So. Apparently, I'm a dream pop fan, uh-huh. um, and when I think about myself, I think, yeah, okay, <laughs> it sounds it sounds possible. <laughs> um, so there's a bit about that, like uh, lightness um, and the sort of uh, spacey electronic yeah, stuff that's yeah. happening in the background that's making it uh, feel sort of uh, yeah, it gets this bounce, bouncy. it gets this bouncy. Uh, yeah. 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 And less uh less heavy. Yeah. Um even though I feel like it's sort of talking about some it's just like yeah, this is good, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um which again I think feels like it goes with that idea of um Sunday morning there you are again. <laughs> or even musically like the verse is kind of one note. Dun 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And the, you know mm-hmm. where you get stuck, you're asleep, you're kind of, you know, or you're just in your mirrors, you know, you're in your own stuff, you're in your hole. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you see the other person and you can launch out of it, dun, 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 and it has those bigger jumps, like those bigger intervals in the melody. Um, kind of like the opposite of gravity kind of sounds more like another song we've talked about in this podcast, which is Walking on the Moon. This walk, is how you walk on the moon. This is how you walk on the moon. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that song too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... That's my song. I like I've it. been wanting to record uh, about that song since we started doing the podcast. Mm. I'm glad we got to it. Yeah, we did in episode 23. Yep. Damn. Uh, you had a goal for season two that involved trying to sum up how the two songs are related. Oh, yeah. In, in Well, you... Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I've been sort of talking about it, but do you want to... Yeah, wanna... you hit on it. As long, I mean, at least... I think we accomplished the goal by you mentioning the Natalie Press song when talking about the oh, okay. Ola Mars song. I fulfilled the requirement. <laughs> but to be clear. Yes. Um, ready conclusion. Ready, go. 
<laughs> oh, it's my job. Uh, no, I just said all those nice things. I'm done for a minute. Yeah, you're done. So yeah, we've got songs about. Um, well, no, it's interesting. It's they're both about how being one other person can pull you out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and is that good a good and thing? And there's both. Yeah. I mean, Natalie Press said it in the quote about Lost, how um, sometimes, you know, when you it's it's so overwhelming and there's good and bad that you get wrapped into and mm-hmm. she's at a point where she's trying to then get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same kind of, um, it's the same, you know, all-encompassing feeling of mm-hmm. what love can be that actually pulls, you know, gives you the feeling of getting pulled out of yourself, mm-hmm. which um, the singer in the Lola Mar song is grateful for because of uh, getting out of her rut. Right. Okay. I have an idea that I think is probably a good one to wrap up with. Um, there's uh, this idea that I've been playing with for a while about how um, people have, I'm going to sound like a total... Uh, hippie right now but I'm okay with that Do um, it. people have different sort of vibrational frequencies mm-hmm. um, and part of what feels good with some people is when their vibrational frequency either matches yours or is a good complement uh, to your vibrational frequency so I think about that with music too when two notes sound good together versus when they're contrasting in a way that doesn't feel good right um, and I think like relationships are often about those two frequencies and how they resonate together right um and when it feels good versus when it it feels sort of off and dissonant and bad um and the experience though it's like what it feels like when you bring the energies into the same space that's like being in a relationship when you're sharing the energy my energy your energy and like our energy together right and in that first song it's there's something about it that is attractive right there's something about that sound or the way it feels but ultimately it's like distorting one sound or right. taking over you know you, you, one right. of the things gets lost or right, right, right. and in this one it's complementary in a way yeah. that feels like the two sounds go well together yeah 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 Thanks for listening to Love Songs, the podcast again, you guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, we're done. Goodbye. Bye.